Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Thursday, March 18th. I'm Nyla Boudou. Here's what you need to know today. In the race to get all adults vaccinated, are the most vulnerable being left behind? Plus, Volkswagen takes on Tesla. But first, today's one big thing, the murders in Atlanta. A man has been arrested and charged after a mass shooting at three Atlanta-area spas that killed eight people. Six of the victims were identified as Asian. Seven were women. The gunman told police he had a sex addiction and the murders weren't racially motivated. But his confession has done nothing to quiet fears and anxieties of Asian Americans. According to one California State University study, hate crimes against Asian Americans in major cities jumped nearly 150 percent last year. Shauna Chen has been covering the story for Axios, and she joins us now. Shauna, there's a lot we don't know about what happened in Atlanta. Can you tell us what we do know? Yes. Police arrested the gunman who has confessed yesterday after three shootings in Atlanta-area massage parlors. The gunman is a 21-year-old white man. He told investigators reportedly that The motive for the attack was because of his sex addiction and that these massage parlors were uh, a temptation he needed to eliminate. Investigators have said that he denied that the attacks were racially motivated, but it's still too early to rule out that it wasn't a hate crime. And what do we know about the victims? Six Asian women died in these shootings, and the South Korean Foreign Ministry has confirmed that at least four of these women uh, are ethnically Korean. Reports also show that at least one of the massage parlors was an Asian-owned business. Of course, there's a lot we don't know yet, but I wonder if you can explain a little bit of the context of what it looks like when we talk about hate crimes in the Asian-American community over the past year all across the country. Anti-Asian racism isn't new, as we both know. The reporting center Stop AAPI Hate received nearly 3,800 self-reported hate incidents from March 19th to February 28th. And they have been following this since the beginning of the pandemic solely because they saw the spike in hate crimes. After a recent string of particularly violent attacks on Asian elders, people are even more afraid of what's next. Shauna, you and I are both members of the Asian American Journalists Association, and we woke up yesterday morning to news about all of this. I wonder what response you have seen from different Asian American communities, especially in Atlanta. There's a lot of pain right now. There's a lot of grief. There's a lot of fear, especially for Asian women. But people are also organizing. They're not staying still. Anti-Asian racism is something that's not very commonly reported about uh, nationally. You know, I was just talking with a Georgia Asian-American community leader who said that this tragedy is the one that has finally, quote, finally moved anti-Asian racism into the national spotlight. So for them, it's really important to continue spotlighting the issue and to, you know, organize protest rallies to show that this is a community that cares and this is a community that stands against this. Shauna Chen is on the Axios News Desk. Thanks, Shauna. Thank you. And The Washington Post is reporting that Attorney General Merrick Garland spoke with Asian-American activists about the shooting. 
Garland said regardless of the motivations, he understands the larger context and concerns about increasing attacks and violence. We'll be back in 15 seconds with the increasingly crowded competition for the electric car industry. Welcome back to Axios Today. Volkswagen made some big announcements this week about its shift to electric vehicles. Here's CEO Herbert Diess on CNBC describing Volkswagen's relationship to its competitor, Tesla. There are uh, a few startups which we are watching closely, and, and Tesla for sure is, uh, is uh, in the lead in some aspects there. Uh, but we are not so far behind, and we are gaining momentum. Axios Transportation correspondent Joanne Muller joins us from Detroit to give us her smart take on this. Joanne, does Volkswagen describing Tesla as a startup in the electric car space say it all about the competition here? <laughs> well, Nyla, Tesla really started it all, that's for sure. So it's now the rest of the industry that's going to be making all the news. Tesla's definitely still an important player, but they're going to get swamped. This is a very expensive pivot. I wonder what else makes it hard for legacy automakers like Volkswagen to get into the electric space. VW really doesn't have a choice. You might recall that they got caught cheating on their diesel emissions numbers. And so they basically threw out their diesel engines and gasoline engines and said, we're going to start over with electric. So they are spending something like $86 billion on all electric vehicles. And now they've said they're going to open six battery factories for another $29 billion. This is serious money. Axios Transportation Correspondent Joanne Muller from Detroit. Thanks, Joanne. Thanks, Nyla. Last week, President Biden said all U.S. adults would be eligible to get a COVID vaccine by May 1st. Since then, Alaska and Mississippi have made the vaccine available to everyone over 16 years old. And other states like Michigan, Montana and Ohio have said they're going to follow suit in the next few weeks. But as Axios's healthcare reporter Caitlin Owens has been reporting, opening up eligibility could hurt those who need the vaccine the most. Good morning, Caitlin. Good morning. Caitlin, in those states that are starting to ease up on these requirements, how are their vaccination rates going overall? Alaska was the first to do this. And there, it kind of makes sense. Alaska has actually, it's a state that has vaccinated the largest share of its population so far. So now they're opening it up to everyone who's left. Other states are not doing as well. They're kind of in the middle of the pack. Mississippi, which has opened eligibility, is towards the bottom in terms of how many of their residents they vaccinated. So they're kind of all over the map. And so are health experts worried, essentially, then, if their rates aren't high, that the most vulnerable populations have not gotten vaccinated yet? Yeah, that's a concern. The thinking goes that if we open this too wide too fast, these vulnerable people or people with high risk of infection, they will have to compete with everyone else to get a shot. What can providers do then as eligibility starts to open up to prioritize those high-risk individuals? I think it's kind of unclear. In Michigan, for example, though, the state told providers that they can and should give priority to high-risk people, but that's kind of taking the onus of prioritization and putting it on providers, whereas right now, and in states that are still enforcing priority groups, it's not on providers to say who can and can't get vaccinated or in what order. What happened to the school of thought just vaccinate as many people as possible? 
I mean, that's definitely still here. There's been a tension throughout this rollout the whole time between speed and equity, this need to target who we're vaccinating and target vaccines to the most vulnerable versus doing as fast as possible. And some experts say opening the doors wide open, you can do both. But we've definitely struggled with that, at least at the beginning, when supply of vaccine is more limited. Caitlin Owens covers healthcare for Axios. Before we go, every Thursday, Axios updates our COVID map. It's a way for you to see how the country's faring when it comes to battling the virus. Even as vaccine distribution ramps up and overall national cases are on the decline, there are a few concerning spots. Michigan is seeing a 53% jump in its seven-day average of new cases. Cases are creeping up in several states in the Northeast. But the good news? California saw a 32% drop. That's prompted Disneyland to announce reopening with limited capacity on April 30th. You can find our COVID map at Axios.com. That's it for us today. You can always reach our team at podcasts at Axios.com or send me a message on Twitter. My handle is Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And we'll see you back here tomorrow morning.